Welcome to the Life Central Podcast. It is so good to have you come and connect with us again this week. We trust that this session will be helpful to you in your faith journey. Good morning, church. Good to be with you this morning. And um, Max, thank you for leading us in, in communion and Nats for, for sharing that, that word. I, I think with what happened here this, this morning, we can all take a page from, from the band's book. You know, no matter what life, thro- what life throws at you, we keep going and we stay close to God. We stay obedient and we stay faithful. And then also to Pastor Earl, it's all, always a great honor to have you visiting with us. Now, my wife and I, we, we in awe when we look at our girls and, and just realize how unique God created each of them. You know, the, the one's adventurous and she loves the great outdoors and she's eager to learn new practical skills and she likes having people around her. My other daughter, she's academic She's competitive, she's strong-willed, and she prefers clamping above camping. And uh, the, other, the other evening, uh, about a, a week ago, I went to, to watch our oldest daughter uh, play netball. Now, I don't know a whole lot about netball. So uh, when I got there, um, she was busy warming up with the team, and I sat there next to the court watching some of the other teams play. Now, very soon I picked up that there's some, some tricks and moves that you can pull without getting the whistle blown on you. And uh, I thought it my fatherly duties to share this with my daughter, you know, to give her the edge for, for her game. And so uh, after the warm-up, I sat with her and we had a pre-game father-daughter briefing session. We strategized. And I explained these uh, moves to her. And of course, she asked, you know, would, don't, won't they blow the whistle on that? I'm like, my girl, if they don't blow the whistle on that, you go with that move. And uh, I must say, she played an amazing, amazing game. And, you know, every time she pulls one of those moves, she'll look over her shoulder and, and she'll so, you know, was, was that it? Was, was it correct? And I would, you know, wink and show, yeah, that, that, that was good. And uh, so she enjoyed the game, and she played very, very well. Now, this made me wonder, what do we do with that which God has given us? You know, are we, are we teachable? And are we willing to change? And who do we look to for approval? Who do we look to for guidance? Now, each of us have been blessed with certain talents, with certain abilities, certain things that we are good with. So what do we do with those things? Each of us have been blessed with material possessions. What do we do with those possessions? Are we honoring God with that which he has given us? And are we willing to change? 
Now, the other day, I watched a, a video of, of John Maxwell, and he just reiterated some of the, the things that are so valuable in life, uh, things that, that I myself have learned over the last couple of years. And, and that's that the good learn from the great. Now, we need to learn from, from Jesus. And uh, life's not fair. But we can be. And ultimately, to grow, we need to change. Now, I want to share a well-known portion of Scripture with you guys this morning. If you've got your Bibles here, we're going to read from Matthew chapter 15, from verse 14, and I'm reading from the ESV. And it says the following, For it will be like a man going on a journey, who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his ability. And then he went away. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them, and he made five talents more. So also he who had the two talents made two talents more. But he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Now, after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with him. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents here. I have made five talents more. His master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant, you have been faithful over little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he also, who had the two talents, came forward saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents. Here, I've made two talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. He also, who had received the one talent, came forward, saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow, and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Yea, you have what is yours. But his master answered him, You wicked and slothful servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and at my coming I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. Now to give a, a bit of backstory to this parable, is Matthew chapter 24 and, and, and 25 is what the, the scholars refer to as Jesus' eschatological discourse. And it's just a fancy word for saying Matthew chapter 24 and 25, Jesus is telling his disciples what's going to happen when he's no longer here. He's telling them what's going to happen when he ascends to heaven. And he's telling them that they must be good stewards. They must be good and faithful 
servants. They must be faithful with that which God has given them. In this parable, the master expected his servants to continue his business and to make a profit, you know, to emulate his behavior. Now, two servants were found to be faithful. Their faithfulness had increased the master's wealth and expanded his estate. So in the literal setting, Jesus tells this story to his disciples to prepare them for the days ahead. Now when when their faith will be tested. This parable depicts how the disciples are to demonstrate their faithfulness. And of course, for them to anticipate the Lord's return. And it's important that Jesus is, is in essence telling them that, especially in the tough times, you need to be faithful with that which I have given you. Now, Jesus uses the word talent in, in this story, and, and it's from the Greek word talanta, which is basically just a, a unit of measure. Now, a talent equates to 6,000 denarii, which was the currency of the day. And that's about 20 years of wages for the average laborer of the day. So what Jesus was also communicating here to his disciples is that, one, look at how much I am trusting you with when I leave. Now, to each of us, God has entrusted us with so much while we wait on Him. And on the other hand, He's communicating to them that, that I, as the Master, will give to you more than enough for this life. I will sustain you. So, as, as faithful Jesus followers, we've been given a lot. God trusts us with a lot. And we need to impact the lives of those around us for, for Jesus. We are, we are all unique. We've got different things that we're good at. We have different strengths, different abilities. We stay in different areas. We do different kinds of jobs. And we each also have different kinds of challenges. Even our spiritual maturity differs. And so God gives to each of us accordingly. So, what does this parable look like to you and, and to me in, in 2023? So, practically, the question is, how do we honor God with the physical, the material things that He has blessed us with? And I believe that's a, that's a matter of, of prayer for each one of us. And then, you know, as God points out things that we should act swiftly. Time is precious. And then spiritually, and, and this I believe is the deeper meaning and the far more important meaning of this parable. 
is spiritually. Jesus paid the price on the cross to set us free from the bondage of sin. You know, he gave us the reward of eternal life when, when we invite him into our heart. What are we doing with those gifts that he's given us? How can we be good stewards with those gifts? Now, one is we should not stagnate. We should grow in faith. Now, we should continually seek to grow closer to God. Now, to have an intimate relationship with Christ. And we should spend time in, in God's Word and not just read it, but do what it says. And then we can be faithful with those gifts by spending time in, in prayer. And, you know, really increasing the amount of time we, we spend in, in prayer. I mean... Sometimes we just, need to, we just need to be quiet and listen for God's whisper. There's times in prayer where we need to intercede for one another. There's a lot of people with serious challenges. We need to pray for one another. When last did you pray one-on-one, -on -one, physically, in person, for someone? I mean, and then... In our prayer, sometimes it's as simple as, God, show me your glory. Lord, show me your hand at work. And that's it. And then we listen. And we allow God to just speak into our lives. Now, a while ago, my, my wife, she went for, for some x-rays. And as she sat, uh, you know, waiting for her results, another lady arrived. Uh, she was sent by the, by the gynae for, for x-rays because she and her husband, they're struggling to fall pregnant. And um, so my wife and this lady, they, they got talking. And uh, my wife just really felt the Holy Spirit pressing on her heart to to pray for this lady. And uh, a few minutes later, they, they called her name. You know, her results was ready. So my wife got up, got her results, and she walked out without praying. And uh, as she was about to get to the car, she was just like, no, I need to be obedient Yeah. She turned around. She walked back into the hospital. She prayed for that. She prayed for that lady. That lady broke down in tears. So my wife just spoke God's hope and God's love into her situation. See, folk, we need to be obedient with that which God lays on our hearts. We need to be good and faithful servants with that which he has given us. We can change lives with that. And then, of course, we can be good 
servants, faithful followers, by sharing our testimonies, by sharing what God has done for you. We live in a world where people are desperate for hope. People need to hear that there's a God out there that does miracles. People need to hear that there's a God that heals, there's a God that sustains, there's a God that provides. So we need to share that with with people. Maybe maybe it's as simple as going on to our church's website and sending someone a podcast of one of the Sunday messages and just allow that to speak into that person's heart. We can be good and faithful servants by inviting people. Some of us sitting here this morning, we're here because someone invited us. Some of us here, we, we got to know Jesus because someone invited us to church. Someone invited us to a life group. Someone took the time to spend time with us. I mean... If we don't invite people, the church not gonna, it's not going to grow. If you don't invite people to your life group, life group's not going to grow. We need to invite people. And then we can be good and faithful servants with that which God has given us by changing. See, when, when, God, when, when Jesus works in our lives, we change. And if we refuse change, we refuse the work of Jesus. Now, for me, with the word change, what sort of goes hand in hand with that is, is the word repent or repentance. I mean, there's, there's some things that, that we need to, to change by turning away from, from them because it's wrong. It's not, it's not God's best for us. We need to stop doing it. Or maybe there's, there's some area in your life where you need to start taking some action. You've been delaying for so long, postponing. Now's the time to take action. Maybe it's a, it's a bad habit that, that needs to, to change. Repent means... We turn away from that which is not pleasing to God. And we turn towards that which honors Him and is pleasing to Him. We, uh, we get some, some people, they say, So gemaak and so gelat staan. And so I often wonder, is, is that someone who refuses to change? We get people who say that ek maar net a regheid ou. Ek sê dinge soos wat het is. Sien my probleem as ander seer kry nie. And maybe maybe you need to ask yourself some, some tough questions if, if that's you. See, and like my daughter when she played netball Every time she, she pulled one of her, her moves, you know, she looked to dad for approval. 
She looked to see if dad was watching. And so we as believers, there's only one we should look to for approval and for guidance, and that's God. We should seek our guidance from him and allow him, you know, through his Holy Spirit, to guide our every step. Now, in this parable, we, we also see that the master rewarded his, his faithful servants by promoting them in, in responsibility. And so the question is, how can we expect more if we're not faithful with that which God has, has given us? And so often when this parable is read, it's applied to the physical and the financial, and, and that becomes the focus of this parable. But I believe the meaning lies far, far deeper. I think this parable is about a, a hard attitude. See, because of what Jesus did for us on, on the cross, paid the price, set us free. I mean, every single day, He loves us without fail. And there's nothing that His love does not cover. He, he gives us grace every single day without fail. No matter how often we mess up, or what kind of big mistake we make, he forgives without fail. So what are we doing with those gifts that he's giving us each and every day without fail? Are we good stewards? Are we faithful servants with those gifts? See, let us not be like the last servant in, in this parable called slothful and lazy by his master because he did nothing with that which, which was given to him. Let us be like the, like the two servants who, who expanded their master's estate, the two servants who were builders, the two servants who worked with that which was given to them. Let us be Jesus' followers of, of action. Let us go out there and change lives, impact lives for Jesus by using our abilities, our talents, and by using that which God has given us. Now, as we head into this, to this week, Easter weekend lying ahead, the question is, what will your next step be for this week? Maybe this week, spend some time in prayer and, and ask God how you can honor Him with that which He has given you. Not only the, the material and, 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 and practical things, but... But the spiritual things, God has given each of us so, so much. Let's use that to, to change lives. Spend time in prayer this week and ask God to show you how you can use that to honor Him. Maybe this week, you use this week to invite someone to church next week Sunday. Next week Sunday, don't come alone. Bring someone with 
And for our CMA folk, like Max said, invite someone to the national rally. Invite someone to come and enjoy the, the fellowship and, and this weekend with you. And then, as I've said, we, we're in a, whole, in, in a world where, where people need hope. People need to hear that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. So this week, take time to share God's grace, His love, His forgiveness. Share that with someone this week. Maybe this week, tell someone what God has done for you. Maybe there's someone who's, who's facing some challenges that's very similar to what you have faced in the past. And that's a place for you to speak hope and life into that person's circumstances. And then this week, take time to do some introspection. And again, as you spend time in prayer, ask God where, where you need to change. You know, if there's anything that you need to either stop doing or whether it's something that you need to start doing. See, folk, God is trusting us to grow His kingdom. Us sitting here, God's trusting us to pull more people in, to share the hope the grace, the love that we've experienced. Let's do that. Let's be good and faithful servants. With that, let's close our eyes in prayer. Father God, thank you so, so much, Lord, for the trust you have in us, Lord. Lord, thank you that you've equipped each one of us specifically with some very specific skills, Lord. Lord, thank you for the grace and the love that you've given us, Lord. Thank you for setting us free. Lord, now I pray that you would speak into each and every person's heart, Lord, and, and show them how they can use those gifts, Lord, to bring honor to you. Show them how they can use those gifts to be builders of your kingdom. Lord, and I want to pray your blessing over each and every family that's represented here today, Lord. Lord, and if there's any family who's facing some, some challenges, Lord, I pray that you would speak into that, Lord. And I, would, I pray that in the midst of that, that they will see your hand at work, Lord, that they would know that that you're there with them, Lord, that they would know that you've got this. Lord, we give you all the praise, all the glory, and we pray for that in Jesus' name. Amen. I look forward to, to seeing you next week, Sunday again, not alone, but with someone that, that you've invited. And... If this morning, if, if anything has struck a chord with you and you would like someone to, to pray with you, uh, Maynard and 
Max, myself, and some of our ladies will be up here, and we just love to pray for you. And with that, over to the band. Thank you. If you enjoyed this session and you'd like to know more about us, then please come and connect with us through our website, our social media platforms, and come subscribe to our YouTube channel. All the links are listed below. Beyond that, we trust that you have an incredible week.